0: Lamp Podcast. I'm Andrew McGregor, and with each installation in this podcast, we're going to explore the world of spirituality, what it means to be alive, and how is it that we can bring our spiritual selves, tarot, meditation, religious or spiritual practices into our daily lives. Please check out all of our episodes at thehermitslamp.com podcasts. Or you can search The Hermit's Lamp in podcasts on iTunes. Catch it on Stitcher Radio or other services along those lines on your smartphones or wherever you like. So if you're listening to this podcast, I bet that you want to be the best tarot reader that you can possibly be. And lucky for you, I run some of the most amazing online tarot classes going. Serious world-class teachers whose names you will recognize from all the books and things that they have written and published, who are truly experts in the field uh, or in the topic that we are focused on for the classes. So whether you're looking for foundations to learn the Tarot de Marseille, to learn psychology, or whether you're looking to uh, build a spiritual or tarot-related business, I've got some astounding classes. Head on over to thehermitslamp.com, click on the events tab, and check them all out. Your reading skill will improve just from looking at them. So, welcome to the Hermit's Land podcast. I am here with Ashley Opan, And uh, Ashley is a a tarot reader that I've been following for a little while. And I really enjoy their approach and attitude. And so hopefully you're going to dig this conversation. Um, Ashley, for people who might not know who you are, why don't you give me like the, the the one
1: minute story? Okay. Hi, my name is Ashley. I'm a tarot card reader. I live in New Jersey in the USA, and um, yeah, that's really it. It's less than a minute. Don't
2: don't go away, people. Yeah. This might
0: be the quickest podcast ever. <laughs> how did how did you get into reading?
1: Um. So a uh, super lame way, um, I was in a relationship and I broke up with my boyfriend and I was super sad. And then I was walking through a um, book, uh, Barnes & Noble, and uh-huh. I saw a like, hey, read, uh, easy way to read tarot. And I was like, oh, okay, I've never done that before. So that's really how I started. I've always been into like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Everything, anything that has to do with spiritual or a cult, like I've just always thought, I've always researched it. I've always read lots of books. I've always, I just find it so fascinating. So, there's been other things I was always trying to do, but tarot like used to really scare me because I used to see that there was 78 cards, and I was like, that sounds very daunting. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. So, but yeah, but at that time, I saw the book, and I was like, okay. I'm gonna buy this book and see if my boyfriend's gonna come back, because <laughs> this is all I think about. Because I'm 20 years old, so that was fun.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, that that question is one that arises pretty often in the life of a tarot reader, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I started the most common way that <laughs> like, uh, people start things when it comes to relationships and things like that. <sighs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) So what other kind of uh, stuff were you interested in?
1: Oh, my gosh. So, um, like, ever since I was younger, I was always just, like, I'm, like, like, my parents always said, like, they didn't really know why. But, like, I was just, like, obsessed with reading about, like, religion and spirituality. I just find it fascinating. I was raised Catholic, and I'm kind of, like, a weird hybrid super liberal catholic i guess you could call me Uh because i still go to church and things like that but like um i believe in like a little bit of everything like it's really weird i just i love i love reading about religions from all over the world modern day past i just find and i find the most interesting thing i find is that they all have a common thread like whether it has to do with certain stories that are very similar or um, certain characters in whatever that have done similar things than other, you know, similar things than other uh, religions or mythology or spiritualities on other continents, people who never even knew each other had these stories that are similar. And I find that to be so interesting. Like, how did that happen 6,000 years ago that people in a central asian country believed had similar beliefs to people who lived in you know incan territory like i just find that so interesting mm. so so i'm just everything everything yeah
0: i mean i think my I, I totally totally get that you know i mean i i started just trying to read everything that i could at a pretty young age right and just trying to dig mm-hmm. into every like I'm like, what is this thing? You know, Mongolian shamanism, Mm -hmm. what is this about? What is this about? What is this about? You know, like anything that I could kind of find. And if I could find a person Mm -hmm. who was into that thing and they were amenable, Mm -hmm. I would just grill them with questions. Like, what Mm -hmm. about this? You know? And like all the questions that have no answers, right? Like, why is there evil in the Mm -hmm. world? Dude, why why are people suffering? Tell me, you answer. Answer for your whole religion right now.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, wow. uh, yeah, it's, I think it's always fascinating, you know, and I think that there are, you know, humans humans mm-hmm. have some commonalities everywhere. And the mm-hmm. human condition and, and biology and all those things, I think, you know, have, have a commonology, co- uh, sort of commonness between them. And I think that, yes. um, you know, the, the spiritual experiences – um, you know, be- because of those things can't help but have threads that are similar as well.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I believe the same the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hauntings are a global phenomena. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like it just happens in, like, colonial Williamsburg. Like, it happens yeah. everywhere. Like, you know, so there's something to be said for different Kinds of things that happen to all different kinds of people all over the globe. And I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Do you
0: see ghosts? Yeah. Yeah?
1: Me? No. No? I, I kind of wish I did. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see one. And it's really funny because, like, my my dad, who um, – my dad's from Ghana. So mm-hmm. he he tells me all these stories like it's regular. So I grew up thinking – that, like hauntings and stuff was like a normal occurrence. I mean, and then I just I found out one day it wasn't. Like like like, like it never happened to me, but mm-hmm. like my my father's told me so many stories and he's like, Well, you know, it's because in Africa that's just how things are. So I really literally just believed that, like, for a really long time that like that's just how things happen. And then like I have friends. Whose parents are from Africa too, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "You know, when sometimes like a ghost is haunting your house, and, and you got to go hire a juju man." And they're like, "No, this is not. <laughs> this is not how things work." And I'm like, "Really?" Because I'm pretty sure it is.
0: <laughs> I think it That's really. I've
1: believed my whole life. <laughs> I
0: think it really depends on you know which, which, which section of the population, and from what part of Africa. You know, I,
1: yes, you're definitely true.
0: You know, I mean, cause like the, the Catholics, especially, you know, like Christian faiths and mm-hmm. stuff have, have decimated and turned a lot of people against that, you know, mm-hmm. and away from those, yeah. those ways of, of knowing. And, you know, I think that, um, from what I hear, you know, from the African clients that I have, you know, who, who were born there, but are mm-hmm. here now, um, you know, there there's a lot of really shady people trying to make money oh, off yeah. of it, just like there is mm-hmm. everywhere, right? But mm-hmm. um but I think that it is I think that the that the, the stuff is real and it is common and I think that people mm-hmm. just don't know what to do with it or they don't know it or they don't see it. And so then they don't yeah. they don't they don't go looking for the, the what did you what did you say, the Juju man? Right? Yeah. You know, to, <laughs> exactly. to come and to come and fix their problem until everything else mm-hmm. has been exhausted, you know? And even then, th- exactly. then they just sort of resign themselves to problems. Right? It's
1: exactly. That's exactly what happens. It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. And it's like also kind of, it's funny. Cause I think that happens a lot of, um, places around the world that have been like colonized
2: mm-hmm. where
1: they are predominantly Christian people or well you shouldn't say Christian but it is usually Christian so I think a lot of them go to church and are you know they're whatever Pentecost Protestant whatever and then when like excuse my language but when shit really hits the fan like then they are like all right I need to get like down now like I need to go see that dude who yeah. lives down there, yeah, down the street cuz like he knows what to do. So like I feel like that happens all over the world where there's like this weird mixture of, you know, a modern or a colonized religion with the old traditions, I think. And I think it's kind of a it's a good thing and I think it happens more often now cuz I think people have become more, you know, accepting of The fact that we can all actually be different and like it's okay, you know, (laughs) like I feel like people are starting to realize, oh, okay, you can be like this or you can have this religion or whatnot, and like we are, we are, we are all gonna live, like we are all gonna be all right if we are different, and that's fine. So.
0: Yeah, not if Donald Trump wins the presidency.
1: Oh please, no! Please God. (laughs) We should stay away from politics.
0: You know, I mean, I, I, like uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm not in the states, right? So you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I, I have uh, you know a, a different different experience of that stuff. But you know, I find mm-hmm. I, like what I see, you know, in in the media and stories from other people, you know, I feel like it's one of those mm-hmm. things that it's like like issues around gender and and race and and equality mm-hmm. and and you know, gay rights and and all that kind of stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just sort of wobbling back and forth, you know, it seems like that, you know, potentially, you know, the, 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 your country is kind of at this place where depending on what happens could sort of dictate the way in which that sort of tips, tips back towards conservatism and control or sort of, you know, moves forward into something more open, you know? And being in Canada. It's
1: exactly how it is.
0: Yeah. And being in Canada, you know, I was kind of growing up thought, generally speaking, we were pretty tolerant, pretty liberal, pretty responsible, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, our last leader did all sorts of stuff and just basically, you know, flaunted the law and, you know, shut down parliament and like did whatever they wanted and did, you know, without any consultation and just, you know, so the, the person we have now is quite Quite liberal and quite, yes. you know, moving in a, in a better direction from my mm-hmm. point of view. But um, but you know, it was there's three terms of that other guy. He was there for a long time, you know. Yeah, and that's the that's the problem, right?
1: That's exactly the problem. And I, first of all, I am completely in love with your prime minister. I think <laughs> you're, you're a lot of people, right? <laughs> I mean, first of all, he just seems like super. First of all, I well, I'm super liberal, but he's very liberal, and he seems very understanding, and he seems, and he's attractive, which doesn't hurt. I mean, it doesn't hurt. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's always that's you know what, and it's honestly, I feel like right now, and I'm not even trying to be dramatic, but I feel like it's kind of scary to be in America right now because Mm -hmm. it's just like if you are any other, if you are any type of different kind of minority gender preference, sexual preference. It's like, we're all like, okay, what's going to (laughs) happen? Like, we're all, like, very frightened. Like, where I live, it's pretty liberal. Like, it's not really a big deal. Nobody really cares, you know, about all that stuff, for the most part. But I feel like if you live in some of these other parts of the countries, in the Midwest, in the South, and you are a quote-unquote other minority Mm -hmm. of some sort i just i'm like we are all cringing for we're all cringing like we're all freaking out yeah (laughs) we don't i i mean we all make jokes about it and stuff and like try to be okay but it's like no i don't want to live in like 1850s america like that sounds shitty like that sounds really bad yeah and, and i feel like that's what they're trying to you know, they're trying to do like somebody I forget what politician, but I heard some politician talk about like he wants to repeal like gay marriage rights. I'm like, dude, really? It's two thousand sixteen. Are we still talking about this? Like is this still a problem? Like I'm so confused. Yeah. Why are we still talking about this? Like can we move on? Like I just and like talking about repealing a, like abortion laws and I'm just like I just uh, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: It's a strange. It's a strange business where people people run on moral issues from their point of view, mm-hmm. you know, exactly, um, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, and and yet they they don't run on anything else, you know, exactly. Yeah, it's very strange. Do it you, is. Do you do you feel that um, being a, a tarot reader kind of compounds that as well? Does that add another level of otherness, or is that
1: kind of not an issue for you? Oh, I definitely feel it's another level of otherness because it's like, I don't usually tell, like, I'm very nervous to tell certain people that I'm a tarot card reader. Uh-huh. Um, just, and it it sounds weird too, but just as sometimes I can be nervous for people to meet me because on the phone, like people will say, oh, I thought you were white. Like they say that <laughs> all the time. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, seriously. people always tell me that like i'll walk in somewhere they're like oh hi and i'll be like yeah hi i spooked you on the phone they're like wait what and i'm like yeah and they're so confused and like so it's like very
0: i had the exact opposite experience
1: <laughs> like
0: at, at my old store like where i was before i was here you couldn't really see in very well like it was just mm-hmm. it was a small old dingy building right mm-hmm. and um and people would kind of come in or like sort of lean and look in and they'd be like Oh, I thought you'd be like this 100 year old Rasta dude, or I thought you'd be like, you know, some like, even though my last name is McGregor and it says so on the windows, right? Like, I thought you'd be some like, you know, 20 20 ring wearing Eastern European, you know, whatever, like, 100 year old guy or something. Like, and I was like, finally, I put a big picture of myself in the window, just like throwing cards in the air. I'm like, look, I'm I'm friendly and approachable. Come on in, (laughs) you know? But, and, and, and I mean, people were coming in. You know, whatever, because they wanted the service, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's very, very strange to have that disconnect, right?
1: Yeah, that's so funny. I don't, yeah, it, it is weird, and and then I feel like whenever I see, I I always kind of feel people out when they start, you know, if they if they're asking about. I mean, if people come for me to tarot reading. They know obviously I'm a tarot card reader, but I usually feel people out when I meet them or having conversations if they're going to be okay with hearing about this tarot stuff. Cause some people are just so scared and mm-hmm. I don't know what they think pieces of paper, like are going to attack them or like something like, like, like and well, I, you
0: know, all their secrets, right. And all their exactly, sins, right.
1: Exactly. Like, and the thing is, I, I feel like I want to tell people, like, even if I did know your secrets and your sins, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't know you. So I really don't care. Like what you've done in your life, it doesn't matter to me. and, I don't know. It's just, and I, I guess I do get it because, like, even people in my own family are very frightened. Like, uh-huh. and they'll, I mean, I don't tell them, but they'll say things where they're like, oh, I don't like that stuff. And I always like to ask, like, well, why don't you like that stuff? And then I tell people, like, well, I read a lot. So I read a lot about those things. Like <laughs> They're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I don't know. I'm just afraid of, like, I, I said, is it the fear that you don't understand it? And they'll sometimes people will be like, yeah, well, I don't get it. Like, where are they getting this information? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I mean, everybody's different, but it's it's. And eventually, you realize it's silly to constantly be afraid of things you don't understand. Like me, because maybe if you just read about it, or you know, went on Wikipedia even,
2: mm-hmm. then you'll
1: be like, oh, this isn't that frightening. Like, this is just some guy with some paper, and he's cut it up, and it has pictures on it, and they can actually help you. So I think. It's all like the lack of knowledge
0: to me. I I think that that's certainly true. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I also... I'm also somewhat uncomfortable with the, like, nice of tarot Mm. that's out there too, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you know, when I started reading... And and I've talked about this on on a bunch of different podcasts and stuff. But, like, Mm -hmm. when I started reading, um, I worked at this store... You know, and, and they hired me because I I was an orisha practitioner, and mm-hmm. because I had a background in ceremonial magic,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they were very very f- interested in hiring somebody who was kind of magically inclined. because yeah. that's that was their client base, right? Mm-hmm. And their client base was like eighty eighty percent seventy five eighty percent Caribbean mm. or African, and mm-hmm. then like a lot of like sort of you know, I mean, and the rest sort of like you know, whatever North American type people yeah. um, or Eastern Europeans were sort of another group. There was a fair amount of, mm-hmm. and there was, there was like people, people, people who came in were afraid of it mm-hmm. and afraid of what would happen, but they also wanted or more often than not really needed something, mm-hmm. you know? yeah, And that need pushed them you know to go mm-hmm. to go down to the store that was more like the juju store than the yeah. than the like you know crystal and crystal and light and energy kind of place yeah and you know when i when i started uh stepping out into the sort of the rest of the tarot world
1: mm-hmm. you know a
0: number of years ago cuz i just didn't for a long time i basically yeah. just I hung out and did my stuff and read cards for people and you know that was it like it was just it was just something that i did and i wasn't mm-hmm. You know, I'm old enough that that I was doing it before there was online and stuff like that of any real consequence, mm-hmm. and 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 when I started stepping out, I was like, wow, everybody, every, like not everybody, but there's a like a a big push which I see people going against now, like going in mm-hmm. the opposite direction. But there was such a big push to make to make it safe, to make it legitimate, to make it nice, to yeah. to sort of make it not scary in one way or another, mm-hmm. and um, you know. Sometimes it's scary, you know. Sometimes know. it's crazy intense, and and I think that it's it's sort of disingenuous to to sort of deny deny that side of it too, you know.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I totally, I agree with everything you just said. First of all, um, <laughs> also like I always tell people, like I don't think. Like tarot to me isn't supposed to be like, Oh, everything is great all the time <laughs> and like like it's fine. No, the whole point of tarot is to tell you like, all right, this is this is going down right now. Like mm-hmm. so like let's figure out what avenues this you can that can help you out. Like and why should everything be nice when life isn't always nice to us? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like you go people go through serious like when you do, and I'm sure you do this, like when you have tarot card readings, people come and they, they're asking, I've met people and I don't like it. I've gotten more comfortable. But people ask me, that, should I get a divorce? Like, oh my God, like this, this is like a big, this is like a big deal. Like, I don't know if you should get a divorce. Like I feel, I used to get freaked out when people ask me questions yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, Cause I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know. Do you like your partner? Like, I don't know if you should get a divorce. Like, so people have serious problems and, my my sister's stealing money from me you know like somebody in my family is dying I don't know how to handle it like yeah. all, all sorts of stuff and I don't think pulling out a a deck where it's like the devil is just like the I don't know like a, a gnome or something like I don't feel like that's helping <laughs> like, like, like for me to just like tell you that everything is gonna be okay when it's not gonna be like well not when it's not gonna be okay but everything isn't all right and yeah i feel very much the same way like it's very i feel like you're cheating your client when you do all this like oh love and light and there's nothing wrong with that because it has its place mm-hmm. it definitely definitely has its place but i don't and also okay i also don't think it's good to try to heal something if you haven't gotten through it. So I feel like a lot of times in new age stuff right now, people are like, well, you just need to push past this. You just need to heal. You just, okay, that's great. And you do need to heal, but you need to figure out what the problem was first. like, yeah. Or else you will end up in exactly the same place. So if you just keep trying to get your crystals and align your chakras and do this and do that, but you haven't figured out that you haven't got over that nasty woman, you know, who, you know, you were dating and she cheated on you and she's terrible or that guy who broke your heart or whatever the problem is, then how are you ever really going to get past it? Because it's always going to be with you. So I think sometimes we have to emphasize that you need to do the work. Like Mm -hmm. you need to actually do something instead of just being a passer, passively living your life and expecting all these random things to just help you all the time
0: yeah and I think I think you're you're right on there, you know I mean number one, if you haven't uh put your shoulder back in its socket, you know
1: mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> picking
0: picking up your luggage to leave is gonna be difficult, right exactly. you know it's like there there's a process and i I think that the the you know there's the the other end of that spectrum too, which is there are lots of ways in which we can know what's going on and talk about it and have mental clarity. Mm -hmm. Which I think is the other place where people get stuck a lot, right? They know and they can talk about it. They can be like, well, I did this and this is because of my mom. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I dated the same person because when I was 14, I dated this guy. And now Mm -hmm. 20 years later, I'm still dating the same kind of guy because I haven't got Mm -hmm. over it or whatever. But that also doesn't equal getting rid of it, like getting beyond it too. And, you know, that's where that like, do you need information? Do you need something, something maybe a little less linear you know, Mm -hmm. to do with your unconscious or your emotional self, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or whatever the work is, right. To, to get beyond that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So totally. Yeah. And making it, pretending like it's all nice, you know, like I, I find myself periodically saying to clients something like, um, so, you know, blah, 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 this and this, and you know, this is, this is what you need to do and this is how you can change it. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah. And they're like all excited. And I'm like, but to be honest, I really don't think that you're going to <laughs> <And> they're, like, <laughs> they're like, what? And I'm like, Well, I, I gotta be honest about it. I, I I think that the challenge for you is you're you're gonna feel solid about this and then the mm-hmm. next time that same kind of guy comes around, it's gonna stir something hidden in your unconscious mm-hmm. and and you're gonna be involved before you even know because because you're not, you're not, you're not able, you're not willing, you're not something yeah. to sort of see what that is and to make that change, you know.
1: Exactly. And, uh, and, I, and that I, goes
0: over really well, as you can imagine, right? Yeah. <laughs> <It's so laughs> I think funny. you're stuck. Yeah.
1: No, that's truth. So true. I had a client like that, and like, so she used to co- like I used to talk to her maybe every two or three months, uh-huh. and like she'd always be about men she wanted to know when she's gonna meet a man when she's gonna meet a man and everything would look good but there'd always be a part that was like murky so one day i said like this is like the third time and i feel like i'm not helping you like because i keep she's like i'm not meeting a man and you said i was gonna meet a man and she'd always get all these great cards like the two of cups and the lovers and well sometimes the lovers but the sun and but then there'd always be like a ten of like wands or like it's like something so i was like okay so like let's I was like, why don't we explore the fact or the the question, why do you feel like you need a partner so bad? Like, why is there this need for that? And she was like, well, I just, I just want to be, you know, I just like being around somebody. Don't you like being around somebody? I was like, of course I do. But I'm just making mm-hmm. a point. Like, you know, there shouldn't, it's not, I don't know if it's healthy to need a partner. Like it's good to want one. There's nothing wrong with that. And like, nothing wrong to have one so we started to get into it find out like her father like her mom died when she was very young and then her father sent her away to like live with her aunt when she was very little and she always felt abandoned and all these things came up and she but like and she's telling me this whole story and then at the end she's like but what does this have to do with me needing a man and yeah. I'm like, uh, okay, so like I'm right. to like gently explain come
0: back out. next week and we will, we will get into that question.
1: <laughs> exactly. so like, yeah. I ended up telling her, like, you know, kind of explaining to her, I was like, well, a lot of times when you have abandonment issues around, you know, sometimes it's a mom or a dad or whatever the case may be, that's the person you gravitate towards, gravitate towards and you feel like you need that all the time. Mm-hmm. And after I told her that she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. She's like, okay, thanks. I've never heard from her ever again. Like I think she was so like irritated. And I could hear it like her getting agitated that I was telling her this. Like mm-hmm. and from from that point on, I kind of realized I have to be because I always try to be before I tried to be very like gentle with everybody. And I'm still gentle, but I realized I have to be a lot more direct because even though like she like she hasn't called me and that's okay. But I think she needed to hear it. You know what I mean? She just mm-hmm. she needed to hear that. And I know she maybe she didn't want to, but I think we all do things in life that we're I think people in general, we're all very good at blaming everybody else because it's much easier. And it's much easier to blame some type of outside factor. But yeah. I think yeah, but when it's happening to you and you and you've done it or you're there's something you need to change, it's super hard to acknowledge. And I get that, but Sometimes the best thing you can do is acknowledge it, so you can move on with your life and you know be healthier emotionally spiritually mentally all that good stuff
0: yeah so. exactly if you're not if you're not willing to if you're not you know and willing sounds like it's as easy as just like making up your mind, which kinda mm-hmm. is and it kind of isn't right like i exactly. I have a lot of as i think you do a lot of sympathy for for people who find themselves stuck in these positions mm-hmm. because you know like we we've all got stuff where it's like you know, I mean the amount of times I've told myself I'm not going back for the rest of the ice cream in that fridge, right, like right, you know <laughs> we all have issues, right um but yeah the the more aware you are of it, the more you can then set things in motion and
1: mm-hmm.
0: to make that change, right
1: exactly, exactly mm-hmm. yeah.
0: People, so, man it's like it's complicated, eh
1: it is it's so like life is so hard like sometimes i sit back and i like life is wonderful don't get me wrong i'm not like depressed or anything but like <laughs> like this it's just so exhausting like mm-hmm. and it's like no wonder tarot card readers like we all like have things to do like we all have clients to see because life is hard and they and you know it's hard for everybody it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor you're Whatever, whatever, you it's just exhausting. So we all have problems. Mm-hmm.
2: Ah,
0: it's yeah. exhausting. Yeah. Well I mean I uh Yeah. I, I, I had the, the pleasure of spending some time with some native elders a few years ago. And mm-hmm. I remember one of them saying to me, you know, it's like the world needs so much healing. The world needs yeah. so much healing, you know? And whatever we can put to work on that healing. You know, if mm-hmm. the devil himself shows up, let's put him to work on healing. Let's you know let's make him let's make him do the dishes, you know, as it were. <laughs> you know, and uh exactly. and I think that it's really true, right? Like there's no there's really kinda no end to it because mm-hmm. you know, I mean we have such personal histories and cultural histories and all this stuff that just you know, there there's plenty uh yeah. plenty of, plenty of Damage and scripts and crap getting handed down the line from all counts, you know.
1: Oh yeah, that's it, and it's and it, to me it's crazy how that happens too. Even like people just have stuff running through their families. Like it's wild to me. Like people who've lived in different periods of time, and like it just hand just you get handed down stuff. Sometimes it's learned behavior from. The previous generation and sometimes it's like you didn't even realize it but you're having the same problems that your grandma had and her granddad had and her her it's like it's just insane Mm -hmm. it's hard and if you don't recognize it it's hard to fix it you know
0: yeah (sighs) yeah i mean that's why for me uh ancestral work is such an important part of my own practice, Mm -hmm. you know, working with, working with the spirits of my ancestors and stuff, because not all of them, but, but quite a number of them were were particularly difficult, you know, in life (laughs) and somewhat difficult in death. Right. Yeah. Going back, going back to a certain point, you know, that changes, you know, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I mean. How how do how do you deal with the history of alcoholism in your family? You know, mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Like alcoholism being kind of one of the things in my family, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like, well, dealing with the ancestors. There's a there's one place we can start, right? To, exactly. You know, talk to their spirits and and sort them out, and see if they can alleviate situations. You know,
1: I know, I know. I love I love. I don't do a lot of work with ancestors, but I just. I love them. Like they're just, they know so many things and they can, they can really help you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Dealing with them can just really open your eyes to so many things and to why certain things have been happening for so long or why you have this internal need to do something or, you know, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's also, I, you know, again, with that sort of the, the, the question of what direction have things been pushed in and what directions mm-hmm. might be more fruitful, you know, yeah. or more or more sort of full spectrum. Um, You mm-hmm. know, I find like, you know, not that there's anything wrong at all with working with angels and working with fairies and working with, you know, uh guides and animal spirits and all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, of course, all of those things are super fruitful, right? Yeah. But I'm like, but it's... To me, I I struggle where I don't see that that sort of starts from or comes out of working with the ancestors, you know, mm-hmm. because like on the one hand, you know, I, I mean, uh, yeah, like my, my, as I said, my ancestors are far from being saints, you know, yeah, and like you know, we're we're you know, in in some cases anyway, just downright horrible people, you know, mm-hmm. but if we can resolve some of those things. You know, and if we could find those other ancestors who are around and who genuinely care about us, mm-hmm. then, then, wow, that's so much easier than like, hey, Archangel Michael, buddy, pal, I know, I know you're busy up there leading the armies of heaven, but you think maybe <laughs> you can come and, uh, you know, get me a job. Like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, not to make fun of people who who approach me that way. No, I know, you know what you
1: mean. Yeah. No, I find the same thing. I'm it's like. Like for me, one of my big, one of my ancestors who's constantly like everywhere is my my grandma. I never met this woman. Uh-huh. She died when my mom was like ten, but she's like everywhere and like, like it's easier to talk because she knows me. You know sure. what I mean? And like she, her, her well, not her real blood, but like her blood runs through me. So it's like it's it's it is easier to. To me I always tell people, petition them. Like be like, Hey grandma, like, yeah. you're closer you're closer to God and all those other people than I am right now. So if you don't mind like, yeah. would you help me out. Totally. <laughs> you <know>? Totally. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I mean and, and yeah, I think the same thing, like like especially angels, and I'm not making fun of anybody with angels either because angels are fantastic. I love angels, but yeah. they're I feel like they're very busy and i like when i was little and i used to pray my dad would be like okay we gotta pray blah blah blah. and i'd be like but dad like god's so busy like he's so busy like there's Uh so many people that he's gotta do shit for and my dad's like yeah i know but it's good to pray and it is good to pray to whoever you like to pray to but i feel like the gods are busy the angels are busy Mm -hmm. so you know we got we got our own ancestors who know us already so if we talk to them they can help us out they got the you know they
0: got the speed dial, mm-hmm. so. Well, and they're they're generally speaking closer to have, having been alive too, right? Mm-hmm. So when yeah. you say like, "Hey, Grandma, I'm I'm worried about making rent this month," <laughs> they they get that because they probably yeah. lived that at some point, and that's kind of a part of them, right? In a way that, exactly. like, exactly, you know, yeah, exactly. that kind of stuff, others kind of stuff, maybe less so, right? Yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. They get the human experience a little bit better, I think. Sometimes when you, I think to what well, like if I'm asking Archangel Michael for something, it's usually like something happened to me, like something spiritual, and I'm like, I feel like some something, something's about to go down, dude. Can you come down here and uh, mm-hmm. you know, get your get your magical broom and like <laughs> get exactly. this out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but like, but like like you said, like little things like, hey, I think I'm gonna be short this month. Like, I think I don't know how I'm gonna pay these bills. I think they. Yeah. They're like, I know, girl, because when I was alive, I
0: didn't know how to pay those bills <laughs> <Exactly>, either. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it's just a pat on the back too, like, yeah, you, you know, you know what, sweetie, I, I was there too, right, or whatever. And you know, I'm like, oh, thanks, I get at least, at least, at least I, at least I get some compassion, right? You know, <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, know. that's yeah. funny. So, yeah. do you do you get a lot of people looking for spiritual type things? Like you're you're talking about getting people to petition ancestors. Is that like yeah. is that is that a part of your practice?
1: So no, that doesn't happen to me that often. So it's actually really exciting when it does. Uh-huh. Like, I guess really like I like I have a couple of clients who are like, Ooh, I just want you to tell tell me about my spirit guides and like I want you to like like I have this problem but I want you to ask my spirit guide. I'm like, I like that because I don't get it a lot. Uh-huh. I usually get most of the like relationship career i don't know where to go i don't know what to do and all that kind of stuff and all of it is good and i enjoy it but i, it, it, uh, I like to get those spiritual questions sometimes like i'm um i'm like doing a shamanic apprenticeship so uh-huh. i i get excited to like get into that because yeah. most people don't most people don't care honestly they're just You know, they want to know about the earthly matters, which Mm -hmm. is obvious because most people, that's what you're dealing with every day. Because they're worried
0: about paying rent at the end of the month.
1: Exactly. And I get that, girl. Like, that's fine. Like, like, when people ask me that stuff, I'm not judging them at all. So, so like, it is fun to do stuff with the spirits. I mean, it all comes from there anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, in my opinion. It all comes from, um, you know, God gods, angels, spirit guides, all those people who hang out, you know, together, wherever mm-hmm. they are, um, I think that it, all the information actually comes from there anyway. So whether it's something as simple, you know, asking about your your partner coming back to you or asking about um, that, that nasty woman at work who keeps gossiping about you and you just don't know if you're going to lose your job or something, like, I think it all is coming from up there. And I think no matter who's sitting in front of you, their well I call it your spiritual team. Yeah. They have they have, they have a part in trying to give you the information about that person. Totally. So yeah, so if somebody's interested in hearing about their ancestors or I I tell people, you know, what should I do? What should I do? I tell them, Well, honestly you could just pray about it. Like like that's what I do. I just talk mm-hmm. sometimes. I'm like, hey, whoever's up right now just wants to let you know this is what I'm going through. (laughs) It's
0: like jumping on Facebook and seeing who's on Messenger, right? (laughs) Who's who's around right now? I I got something I gotta get off my chest.
1: (laughs) That's pretty true. You should hear me in the car. I'll just be talking. Yeah. (laughs) About all these things that are bothering me, how I'm worried. And I'm just like, I hope somebody hears it. I'm like, if you do awesome. And I feel like they do. They're Mm -hmm. all just up there like, okay, it's all right, girl. We, we got it. We got you. So
0: (sighs) shamanic apprenticeship. Tell me. I, 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 now that you mentioned it, I remember seeing something about that, I think, but I had forgotten. Mm -hmm. So yeah. What's going on with that?
1: Well, um, that's fun. Um, (laughs) so I work with this woman, my teacher, and she's really cool. And we just we are learning all these different um, just modules of healing, and we go through each like you know each one of the directions. Mm-hmm. Right now we're going through those, and it's weird because when you do it, when you're like becoming a shaman or whatnot or shamanic apprentice or whatever, um, at each direction you have to kind of go through your own like death. You kind of has part of you has to be like reborn
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um that can be very frightening because it's also like it's also like going to a site going to a psych session like to me that's honestly what it's like i go and we talk about you know this direction like right now we're talking about the south no we're talking about the west yeah we're talking about the west um and the west is all about the West is like cups in tarot. So it's all about emotions and, you know, your relationships with people and how you feel in love. So we've been doing a lot of self love and one horrifying thing that you find out, and then like something I found out, like I was like, Ooh, I really hate myself. Like like a lot of me is like really mad. Oh. I was like and you would know, like I'm somebody who's very jovial, like I like to make jokes, but like there's this deep rooted part of me through all this Emote talking and healing that i realized is like very angry, Mm -hmm. and that's horrifying because I didn't know. Like apparently I am, and so when you really have to get, then I really had to get through that, and I really had to like figure out how to love myself because I don't, I didn't really know how to do that. I thought I was doing okay by just loving everybody else, but apparently that's not the same thing. Yes, for (laughs) anybody
0: listening. Remember that, okay? If if you are, if you're doing that, that is not going to get you where you want to go. Exactly. Valuable, valuable lesson for the world. It's
1: very valuable because I just think I very much had a very much of a like a martyr complex. Like, mm. well, if I just throw myself on the cross for everybody else, it'll be fine. It's like, no, that's not how life works. No. So you have to do a lot of. It's so much work for yourself, and it's. It's wonderful, it's enlightening, but it's also very scary because you have to kind of go to these depths of yourself that, like, you really have been avoiding for a very long time you don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more than what I thought it was. Like, I thought it was just like, oh, I got a rattle and I'm going to help you and it's going to be great. Cha, cha, cha. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But it's like, it's so much more than that. And, like, I, I love it. Like, it's so... It's so cool to just learn all these different things. And it's kind of like what I'm doing is not like a specific type. It's not like Peruvian shamanism or blah, 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 blah. But it's like a, a hybrid of different things. And then also like with shamanism, I feel like shamanism obviously is a very general term. Like there's all different types depending on where you are in the world. But again, like we were talking about in the beginning, they all have a common thread. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Very common thread. So I know a lot of people with shamanism talk about like appropriation. Because, like, well, you shouldn't do this because it's like you're just taking their culture and you're doing – but – okay. This is also my little rant. Okay. Appropriation. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah. I, I get really annoyed when people talk about appropriation because it, it's becoming something that it isn't. People now are like, well, if you do yoga, you're appropriating their culture. No, doing yoga is not appropriating Indian culture. If you do something and you respect it, how is that appropriating it? You're not saying, I am of this culture, I'm so pure of this culture, and I'm doing this, and I'm better than the people who do it who are actually from that culture. That's not what you're saying. Mm. You can do something respectfully that is only done in another part of the world, no matter who you are, what race you are, or ethnicity, and it's not appropriation. It just means... That you're doing it, so I just get really irritated that people do that. But I, appropriation is when you start doing something to me, and you're disrespecting that culture by acting like you're the first person who ever did it, or that you do it better than everybody else. Yeah, you're the, like the one
0: true authentic exactly.
1: yogi. Whoever
0: was right, and I mean, and I've met exactly. a, I've met a bunch of those people too, for sure. Right, <laughs> you know, but, of course. Yeah. yeah, appropriation is, you know, I mean, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, you know, there's, there's a variety of, of ways to look at it, you mm-hmm. know, and for me, you know, certainly the ones that I find kind of troubling are, um, you know, uh, people who, who pretend that they are the thing that they're not, you know, yep. like I've, I'm an initiated, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, where were you initiated? Right. And they're like, oh, in the spirit. And I'm like, eh, I don't oh, think so, total. you know? don't do it (laughs) and you know and i think that you know i mean yeah yoga is a yoga is a little bit of a complicated one in some ways for these Mm -hmm. because yoga at least as most people practice it in north america isn't isn't old right yeah like yoga Mm -hmm. yoga is like 100 years old or something something like that at least as as people understand it now the sort of meditation practices and, and other kinds of things which are not what many people practice as yoga have mm-hmm. their roots way back in in history but um mm-hmm. but you know but yeah yoga is like practices and uh, postures and breathing and and a lot of that stuff is really just not very old um mm-hmm. so that to me that kind of complicates it um, that's true you know that was
1: a very good example
0: but yeah no no but yeah. but yeah but you know but i mean as an arisha practitioner i'm always like You know, it's, it's always, it's always a little complicated for me because uh, as, as a, you know, traditionally, as someone who follows a very traditional path with that, there's Mm -hmm. very, there's very little room for embellishment or whatever, like you're in or you're out, the spirits say it or they don't, they're very specific mechanisms for achieving that information. And yet... Da, millions of people all around the world are not in and have been for a long time, have not been initiated in in a formal sense mm-hmm. and have some connection to those spirits and energies. And you know, how do you reconcile those two things, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Certainly there are people who appropriate them. Certainly there are people whose whose stuff I don't really I I, I don't understand it at all mm-hmm. because it has migrated so far. Yeah. from, from, from more traditional understandings, you know? Um, but yeah, but it's complicated. Right. And, you know, I think it's, it's difficult because yeah, because where, where do we go from here and how do we, how do we move forward? And especially where, you know, people or spirit is pulling people in those directions. And I think that, mm-hmm. I think that that's where, you know, I mean, even my own journey into it, you know, I, came from sort of an experimental sort of bridge into Orisha traditions in a way that Mm. I don't really advocate. I don't think that it was, it was, it was respectful in one sense, Mm. um, but it also was was very problematic in a lot of other ways, which is why I was like, all right, this is cool, but now I need to go find a traditional person to have conversations with because this is going to go places that isn't going to work so well. You
1: know? That's kinda of, that's exactly that's not really how I got into shamanism, but it's like kinda of similar. It's like I wasn't doing anything, but it was like I was interested in it.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like but you can't just like like read a bunch of books and then be like, All right, cool. I'm I'm out here, I'm ready. Like like let's yeah. not you I know got, I got like, my rattle. I got my rattle, like I'm I know the cha cha, like I'm ready, like let's do this. Like can't really go into things like that to me I think it's always important there's nothing wrong with learning things but when it comes to things that are traditions like like you said like you know dealing with your orishas or anything else I think it's good to learn from somebody who knows a lot about it Mm -hmm. like I think that's a lot more interesting and especially to me I'm not really part of any type of like magical or doing any like work like that but Especially with that, when I hear people are like, "Yeah, I do this," and like, "I do that," and I'm like, "Oh, like who'd you like who you learn from or who did you study with?" And they're like, "Oh, I just learned everything by myself, and I never read a book about it." And I'm like, "Oh, well, that's I feel like that's not safe. Like, I feel like that's just mm-hmm. you know." Well,
0: I feel it- yeah, I mean, it may or may not be, but yeah, it's kind mm-hmm. it, of.
1: I'm not judging. I have to yeah. pre- preface all this by saying I'm not judging people. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm just giving my opinion. I'm not trying to, to be rude.
0: totally. I, yeah. I remember <laughs> I met this this reader who. uh like, I want to do a reading for you. And I was, I was you know, I would never, I would never even allow that to happen. And he might be like, no, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> like, eh, I don't know you and I'm not interested. But I was kind of curious when I was starting, starting to step into the world more. And this guy threw a bunch of cards on the table, like 20 cards all face up or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at them for a bit and then he just started talking to me and like pointing at cards and saying stuff. And. I don't. I don't remember being impressed by what he said, but mm-hmm. I was more so really surprised at how what he said had no bearing on it, on any sense of the meaning of the cards. You know, yeah. And I'm like, it's it's totally cool that this person you know uses the cards as part of their completely intuitive self derived system. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's the, that that is a valid option. But of it's, course, yeah. But it's so much. Uh, You know, tarot, tarot doesn't have the same history, Mm -hmm. you know, and really tarot isn't sort of, I don't know, I I don't think that you can appropriate tarot per se, you know, like it doesn't doesn't have that existence. But when people are working in that way with other stuff, I'm always like, really? There, there are actually like ways that you could know these things and you could, whatever. And yeah, but, uh, but that's me. I just get conservative and curmudgeonly about these things as I get older. So.
1: No, there's nothing wrong with that, and it's funny. that you say, like tarot can't be appropriated because I almost have like the I don't know what the opposite opposition op-s- what the hell does that mean? What the opposite of like appropriation is? But it's like I have people like if I have black clients, sometimes they'll be like, why don't you throw bones? Like why don't you throw like shells? And I'm like I don't know, like I just don't. And like they're like upset about it. They're like <laughs> they're like but. So you just read tarot cards, and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, what kind of black tarot card reader? What kind of black like diviner are you? Like you're crappy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like I don't <laughs> understand. Nothing. Nothing
0: <laughs> like to, like having to live up to the the burden of like someone's cultural expectations, exactly, right? Exactly. In, in any direction, yeah.
1: Exactly. Like it, that. Exactly in that direction too. It's like I, I get annoyed. Cause it's like you, I can, I can literally do whatever I want. Like, I'm not sure why you're so, but they're just like, Oh, Bill. Well, I mean, I, one time I went to a black lady and she threw bones and I'm like, well, I'm not that particular yeah. black lady. So totally. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Fun. Well, It's the
0: same where, you know, I mean, uh, palm reading is popular in certain cultures, right? You know? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there, there are these things that are, you know,
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. you
0: know, interested in different cultures and yeah, you know, I'm just like, Yeah, I'm not that. That's not me. If you want if you want exactly. that, go go find somebody else.
1: Exactly. And that's fine. You can go find wherever you want. Like I'm totally cool with that. Mm-hmm. Like, but you know, I don't have to do this because you feel that I need to be doing this. Like, but you can you can go explore that avenue if you would like. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Do what you do.
0: Do you do you oh, find well. that uh People of color who come to see you uh, uh, find themselves in the cards or do you use decks that are that lean more in dire- directions that represent people of color when you're working with them? Or is that kind of a mm-hmm. non-issue?
1: Um, usually it's a non-issue, mm-hmm. but I also get those kinds of questions like why don't you use – cards that have black faces and or brown faces or any type of other because to me it doesn't matter like Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people feel very strongly about that and that's okay but to me tarot is a human experience so it doesn't really matter like what the picture says Mm -hmm. you know what what kind of um if i'm using like a pip deck i don't know if it doesn't matter like what kind it doesn't matter what kind of pip deck it is to me because it's all the same. If I'm using a Rider weight style deck, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. Like So whether the people are Caucasian or Asian or whatever, who cares? Because it's all this human experience. It's not about a certain race or ethnicity. Mm. So I do get questions like, oh, well, how come you don't have any decks? I don't think I do. I have a couple decks with people who are different in the deck, but – they asked me, well, why don't, you, don't you want a deck with, you know, black people on it? Because the, the decks I've seen I don't like, so that's why I'm the only reason like this, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no offense to you know, people who like to do that, there's nothing wrong with that, and there's no offense to people who like those certain decks, but mm-hmm. I just didn't resonate with any of them so I'm not going to spend my money on them because I just didn't feel I, that I could connect, so whatever, maybe there will be a deck that you know, has round people on it and I'll be like, oh, this is cool. I like it. Okay. And then I'll buy it. (laughs) That's really it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 It's always interesting, right? You know, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I read with I read with only one deck. So, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, and and I've always for me um, the tarot cards aren't for the client. Yeah. You know, which which is which is not, you know, maybe not sort of the most not not a super common or super popular way to think about it, but mm-hmm. you know, for me, uh, I'm like when I read with cards, they are there for me to look at and speak to. Mm-hmm. And if they are if they are addressed directly, um, they're a prop that I use to convey meaning. As exactly. opposed to something that exists for the the client themselves, you know. And mm-hmm. I remember being at this conference like quite a number of years ago and, you know, all the other presenters were, were like, yeah, I put it like three or four decks and I let people choose and whatever. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Back then, you know, this is sort of before I was working mostly with the Marseille de- type deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, you get the Toth deck. You come and see me. That's what you're going to get. It's the only deck I work with. It's the only deck I read with. <laughs> It's the deck that I know. I'm not giving them anything else. And then it became this joke for the rest of the weekend. You know, like, well, uh, don't, don't, don't ask Andrew at lunch whether you want super salad. He'll just tell you what you have. Like, everyone's making fun of me for it, right? But, uh, you know, but, yeah, we all, we all have to work the way we work for sure.
1: Exactly. I, like, I, I sometimes, like, once, you know, blue moon, I don't know. I'll feel it. I'll feel like I should ask this client what they want. But rarely. Rarely. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And they'll be like, oh, why'd you pick that one? I'm like, because it was the one that was closest to me. Like, like that's usually why. Totally. So like, exactly. <laughs>
0: oh. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for making time to, yeah. like, to sit and chat with me today. Um, people are totally going like, to need to come and find you. So where mm. where is the best place for them to come and find you online?
1: Okay. So you can go to www or i guess people don't have to put that in anymore i'm so old um <laughs> com, uh and i'm on facebook and twitter and you know a bunch of those avenues and instagram and stuff and you can all find that on my website if you want to come and visit and say hi or stop by
0: cool well thank yeah. you so much
1: thank you
0: so thank you for listening to the podcast and uh, I want to share that I am super excited that my next book, my second book uh, A Tarot of You, A Journey to Finding Yourself in the Cards is done editing and is up and getting ready to be printed and should be available on April 28th so if you are interested in checking that out and reading more about that, you can go to thehermitslamp.com slash tarot review, or there's a link right on the homepage for that. And it will be available through me and on Amazon and all of those kinds of things. So please help me spread the word. And uh, I look forward to hearing back from you about the podcast and also hopefully about my book. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.